This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded. That is a really interesting story, actually. Um, Luke and Kieran had been sort of talking about a venue that they really wanted to open for a while. They've been so dedicated to... um, Well, Luke has been working in theatre for about a decade now in Sydney and Kieran's been working in the hospitality industry Yeah, he's, he's worked life. in a couple of um, venues, hasn't he? Yeah, yes, yes, many venues across Sydney and also has a background uh, in acting and yeah. in theatre. Um, so I think they've been tossing that about for, you know, about eight years, you know, eight to 12 years of sort of, you know, oh, what it would be cool if we did this and, oh, we could do that. And then uh, I won't lie, I did go out on a relatively drunken night with oh, Kieran okay. one <laughs> yes. night um, and I was like oh yeah what a brilliant idea yeah. <laughs> um and three weeks later we were looking at the venue that may rocky now stands in you're listening to the theater thoughts podcast if you're a new listener welcome to the podcast if you're one of our returning listeners welcome back to a brand new episode you can watch a snippet of this week's episode via our YouTube channel or subscribe to our Patreon for $5 a month to get access to the full video, a patron shout-out and earlier access to our episodes. Or if you're stretched on a budget, become a supporter for as little as $3 a month. If you're a fan of the podcast, please leave us a review wherever you're listening from. Share us on your socials. Tell your friends at the theatre. Stop to tell a stranger on the street or just be that annoying friend who shares all the best recommendations. You can find all of our content via our Instagram channel at ttpod underscore official or by following the link in this episode's description. So switch on those thoughts and be sure to subscribe to catch all our new content in 2023. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. I have a very special guest um, who I've recently befriended, which has been great to get to know her. Um, she is an award-winning Cypriot Australian director for theatre and film, currently based in between London and Australia. In 2022, I managed to see her Australian premiere uh, production of Labyrinth, which I will rave about at some point in this episode. She's a co-artistic director of Meiraki Arts Bar, which is a three-level arts venue in Sydney, which we'll also talk about. Most recently, she was awarded the prestigious Sandra Bates Director's Award at Ensemble Theatre. She's also an activist with a particular focus on gender equality and climate change. Her production company, Queen Hades Productions, works to find the intersections between activism and art. Please welcome 
Margaret Thanos, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You said you were going to do that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And then it was actually very nice. Oh, so. good. Excellent. <laughs> it's always, I never know how like people are going to feel with it. So yeah. some people are kind of like just sitting there, just like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll smile and not, smile and nod. You know? <laughs> like, that is me. Um, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, no, I was, um, it's really weird like how I kind of got to know you because obviously I went to saw, I went and saw Labyrinth. Yes. And then yeah. um, I think, uh, oh, no, I, I bumped into you at um, yes. Darlinghurst. Didn't yes, I? we did bump into each other yeah. very briefly, like three days before I left for London. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, and someone was like, oh, this is Margaret. She directed a show at at Flight Path Theatre, I was like, was it Labyrinth? She yeah. Said, yes, it was. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it's just kind of gone from there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been wonderful meeting you. <laughs> and you're back in Australia because you're between London and, yes. and Sydney right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually heading back in like eight days. <gasps> so cool. <laughs> so, yeah. But coming back later in the year, so it's all back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So what exactly are you doing over there? Are you just kind of like finding roots or are you like mm. making opportunities? Yeah, finding roots. Uh, I think looking for trying to develop my skills, you know, really explore what inspires me as an artist and what, when I'm sort of removed from the social situations and things in Sydney, like how do I, what do I gravitate towards? Mm. Um, I think I've been trying to answer like big questions around stage or screen and, and what my voice is, you know, on screen as a director and trying to figure that out. So yeah. uh, sort of seeking inspiration, I guess is what yeah. <laughs> I would describe <laughs> it at the moment. Um, but yeah, also doing a bit of work here and there as well. That's great. Yeah. And how are you finding London? incredible everyone's asked me that i've been in sydney for like three weeks and literally every single person has asked me about that i love london me too i think there is so much going on there and so much variety in art form Mm. that you Mm. can find i keep saying like it's not the difference in necessarily the quality of art more than it is the quality of the audience you know there's just something about london audiences they love their art and they really like eat it up yeah there's so many people going to see so many shows every mm. single day of the week. Uh, I <laughs> went to like a 2 p.m. matinee a few weeks ago for a show. And, you know, the audience is standing and clapping. Yeah, and it's a yeah. Thursday at 2 yeah. p.m. And yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> Who what does the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, lots of fun. I, I feel like I'm having too good of a time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be having so much fun. <laughs> I always think about going back because I went over there for three years. I didn't live in London. I lived in Essex. Yeah. Um, and But every single weekend I was in London. Yeah. Like, seeing some sort of show <laughs> walk in the West End and you're right there's so many different types of theatres as well because obviously they're so spread out it's got that district and you yeah. can just see whatever you want no absolutely I think like South Bank oh, you know South where Bank. you've got the National on one side yes. and the BFI on the other that is my home it is literally yeah. where I am and because I'm a big nerd I walk straight down to the globe every time ah, and I just go still and then I walk back <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel like I always stand between, right between the National and the BFI. And I'm like, yeah. oh, which, which one today? Which yeah. One today? <laughs> well, speaking of that, so you're mainly a director uh, at the moment. Do you consider yourself more like a director or an, or an actor? Or are you kind of like, you don't really put a label on it? Um, I started in acting. I did acting from when I was seven all the way through to when I was 17. And that's when I directed my very first show, which was The Goat or Who is Sylvia by Edward okay. Albee. Um, and yeah, I think uh, the way I describe it now is is I am a director, I'm a career director. Uh, I do that across stage and screen. Um, But I still do perform because I think it's a really great grounding tool for directors. I think there's something very humbling about having to do the weird audition where you have to like look at an object and then look at the screen and (laughs) do those kinds of things. And I think there's something so humbling about that that all directors should experience at least once in their lives. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I agree. I always like 
um, one of my friends uh, is, is kind of a bit mm-hmm. of both, and I saw him in a cru- the Crucible recently, and I was like, I said to him afterwards, I went, I really appreciate that you were good because <laughs> it makes like it amps you up to be like a good director as well, like a yeah. director that just talks, 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 but then they can't actually like do the acting mm. themselves. I'm like, oh, you kind of need to see it from that angle. Like, I think absolutely. I mean, I think I. I have a lot of thoughts and opinions yeah. in general. No, it's great. So I'm really meant to be a director. I think I was a bit too much of a like, I have opinions yeah. um, as an actor. Um, but yeah, I think it's also just nice not to be in charge all the yeah, time as yeah. well. So yeah, like acting is a is a, such a joy and such an important part, I think, of the way that my process is structured as a director, really thinking about it from the actor's perspective. But uh, yeah, I mostly describe myself as a director these days. Excellent. So you're, I want to talk about Labyrinth for a second, which I saw last year which I loved it was great and it was because and this is why because in Flight Path Theatre which I only recently have become familiar with since moving to Sydney Mm -hmm. I was like first of all I was embarrassing and I went why why is is it called the Flight Path Theatre and I sat in there I went oh that's why that's why it's Flight Path Theatre and then um, and then it's a very black box space Mm -hmm. very small you know you have to be very particular about what you want to do and how you want to do it and Labyrinth felt like a big stage show on a small stage, which is the exact same reason why I love The Haze. Because mm. everything you directed in there was like big stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did it in such a way that it didn't feel messy or cramped, um, which I thought was very, very clever. Yeah, Um that space is so specific. It's such a specific space because it's got audience on two sides and it's an uneven diagonal. It is so uneven, isn't it? you have to it? direct on yes. the diagonal, but the diagonal isn't even. Yeah. And I sat, I think, in every physically possible seat. I love that. Uh, I, went, I saw the show every night because I was really trying to understand the space and be like, how do you direct for this space You know, when you've got this sort of uneven diagonal going on? Um, but yeah, no, I thought about that space, obviously, the whole time that I was doing it and the whole time that I was coming up with my vision for it and yeah I think big stage productions really are my bread and butter so um, I'm very glad to have had the opportunity to direct Labyrinth it was such a great experience yeah yeah, yeah. it was awesome and <laughs> and you. you had that real like um the big short sort yes. of feel to it as big well big short with Wall Street yeah any you know the Lehman trilogy any of those big finance ways I think you can <laughs> sort of make a comparison between those narratives and and Labyrinth um, what I really loved about Labyrinth was its surreal elements. It really mm. goes into a bit of a wacky space towards yeah. the second half of the show. And that's something that I always look for in a show. I, I'm not really interested in the, the sort of straight drama or the straight kind of uh, completely uh, realistic perspective okay. on life. So, yeah, yeah so surrealism is uh, also something that I always look for in a script. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> and then that led you on, uh, oh, I'm not saying that particular production, mm. but you did go on to win, uh, like I said, the Sandra Bates Director's Award at I Ensemble Theatre, yeah, yeah. which is amazing. So grateful for Ensemble for giving yeah. me uh, that prestigious award. Um, I really appreciate them recognising. They, they came to Labyrinth, um, which was so wonderful, um, especially to have main stage companies coming and, mm. you know, to the back corners of Marrickville. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Path venue and um, and uh, yeah no I, I'm really grateful for them recognizing all of the hard work that went mm. into the show I think we did like 250 hours of rehearsal.
rehearsal for that show. Wow. And um, yeah, yeah, uh, 10 weeks of rehearsal uh, we did and 12 actors. So yeah, so much, lots of choreography. Yeah, yeah, lots of coordination there Coordination, for sure. uh, yeah, lots of sweat from the actors, yeah, yeah. lots of tears, as yeah. they say. Um, so yeah, uh, super excited for everything coming up with them. Yeah, well. and I know you can't tell me what you're doing with Ensemble, <laughs> but um, have you, is I, it kind of in the works? Yeah, yeah, it is in the works. Um, I actually can oh, tell can you, you, I think. Um, so I, if you're not, if you no, can't, no, I can, I'll I can. cut it. <laughs> I can, I can. I'm pretty sure it's on the website. Um, so I'm going to be assistant directing with Ensemble um, Benefactors, which is by Michael Frayne, and going to okay. be directed by Mark Kilmurray, which is later this year. And then right after that, uh, Mr. Bailey's Minder, uh, which will be directed by Damien Ryan. Right. So, yeah, very lucky to be assistant directing for those two legends of yeah. the Sydney theatre world. Wow. Um, so yeah, going to learn so much. Um, they're much more intimate plays, which yeah. I'm quite excited for because it's not something I normally gravitate towards. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a whole skill set that hopefully I'll be able to learn from such experienced directors. I think I remember saying in my interview when I was going up for the award, you know, it's just there's not that much chance to really learn from super veteran directors and, and I, I really wanted to learn from those two. So, yeah, yeah. So, grateful. so grateful. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so where did um, Meiraki come into play? Because mm. now if I didn't get this wrong, that's working with Kieran. Kieran. Yeah. Yes. Who was actually a, a year or two, two years above me at uni. That's wow. how I know him. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So there's uh, four of us that own the business in total. Uh, Kieran Took, Luke Holmes and Bertie Bachman, as well as myself. Um, and that is a really interesting story, actually. Um, Luke and Kieran had been sort of talking about a venue that they really wanted to open for a while. They've been so dedicated to, um, well, Luke has been working in, theater for about a decade now in sydney and kira's been working in the hospitality industry yeah he's, he's worked in a couple of um venues hasn't he yeah yes yes many venues across sydney and also has a background uh in acting and yeah. in theater um so i think they've been tossing that about for you know about eight years you know eight to twelve years of sort of you know oh what would be cool if we did this and oh we could do that and then uh i won't lie i did go out on a relatively drunken night with oh, kieran okay. one <laughs> <Yes>. night um <laughs> and i was like oh yeah what a brilliant idea yeah. <laughs> um and three weeks later we were looking at the venue that may rocky now stands in wow. um so yes yeah, so yeah very quick um we started i think we got the keys at the end of june yeah. in 2022 wow. and we opened in october um it's a three level space which on the bottom level has um 
an art gallery and a bar. The second level has a sort of live music vaudeville type performance space and a bar. And then the third level has a 50 seat black box theater and a bar. Excellent. Good. <laughs> um, so yeah, super proud of everything that we've been able to do with the space. Um, it's on Oxford street. Uh, we've, we're right in the middle of world ride right yeah. now. Um, and we've been having such a great time at Mardi Gras, um, really enjoying that part of the city sort of yeah. revive itself it and come to so life. so busy down there. So busy. Yeah, I was walking along the other night um, and there was the big free concert that the Veronicas were doing. Um, and yeah, it was just hectic along oh, wow. the whole street. So it's been really brilliant to watch it sort of flourish yeah. through this time period and to support so many artists. Um, you know, I think we've had more than 150 artists in the space already since wow. October. that's massive. Yeah, we have 10 shows a week um, across the first two levels and then okay. uh, five theatre shows like one every night uh so much going on all the time I think the concept was you know really to intermingle these different art forms with each Mm. other and get the arts community having a hub in the city and also get them talking to each other I think there's so much we can learn I I personally from programming all of the art on the second level have learned so much about burlesque and and live music and cabaret and those kinds of art forms that as a theatre and film person, Mm. I haven't typically engaged in that much previously. So um, I think there's so much that we can learn from each other and we should be talking to each other. So, yeah. That's so cool. I love it. It's a great venue. And the food was great. Oh, thank you. I I think we had, me and my friend shared a thing of the loaded fries and I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I think Luke and uh, Bertie, sorry, Bertie and Kieran have been working really, really hard to make the drinks incredible. We have like a rotating cocktail menu that rotates every single week and they come up with six new cocktails That's every so single cool. week um, which is one of my favorite parts of the venue because I think they really get to have their creative fill on the yeah. hospitality side as well as us on the art side having uh, our creative juices flowing I suppose um, one of our most popular shows every Saturday night from 9 30 is uh, live karaoke oh. which is where um, the incredible Jonathan Holmes comes in and plays with a band and you oh. get to pick a song and sing along That's and cool. it's packed to the rafters every single week so. oh, I'm gonna have to come down Definitely to that because I realise how quick it is to get to Darlinghurst from a new place. <laughs> so I'm quickly becoming down oh, there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's it's um just something for everyone. Running a small business? Are you promoting a new show or running a theatre space? Maybe you're looking for an area to reach potential new clients. Why not advertise with us on the Theatre Thoughts podcast? We have a range of packages and prices for you to butch your ad right here on the podcast. For more information, contact us at theatrethoughtsteam at outlook.com or by heading to our website, theatrethoughtsaus.online. Cool. Well, so we covered Mayoraki, we've covered you as a director, <laughs> but let's talk now about Queen Hades production. Yes, Queen Hades. So Queen Hades actually started before Mayoraki um, because part of my ethos as a person um, really is that uh, art, all art is meaningful and um, I do a lot of activism work around my art schedule. Um, just... It's kind of like my hobby, I guess. Um, It's something that I'm really passionate about. I come from quite a political family um, and there's lots of history there with engaging in that side of society and that side of the world. Um, So, yeah, really um, sort of got into creating art that 
really does have a purpose or issue-based theatre, I guess, is the mm. best way to talk about it. Um, currently, we've got sort of a recurring show, uh, com- fe- female comedic sketch show called Tough Titties, which oh, yeah. uh, has had many sold-out runs uh, all around the place uh, at Factory Theatre and at Cakes Tea um, and hoping to sort of start touring that very soon. Stay tuned. Um, but, yeah, have been very, very lucky to use that production company to create both stage and screen work um, and to really invest in shows that I believe do good for society and fill maybe gaps that I see not being filled in terms of content and Mm. in terms of issues being discussed um, because I do think sometimes we have a tendency to sort of, uh, I don't know, talk about the same things. I think there's lots of always waves of like, and we're all talking about this now. And now we're all talking about this now. And I I think uh, I I always try to see what aren't we talking about and why aren't we talking about it and try and veer us in that direction a little bit. Mm. So, yeah. No, I'm I'm really uh, hoping to launch it in London very soon um, with a sort of rebrand. We've been going through a big rebrand at the moment, which has been such an exciting process. I love a good rebrand. It's so exciting. Like, I just, I think when I first started it, I made like the graphics on Canva or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I was sort of like, yeah, that seems about right. But I think since uh, we've been operating for over a year now, um, and I think we've learned so much about what the company is and who it's for and that's really informed the way that the new look is going to happen and all the website stuff and everything is going to be very schmick and beautiful so very excited about that that's great (laughs) and so you said that you had you did some films with queen hades Mm -hmm. production so is that what you've been working on recently or is this another (laughs) pie that your fingers in another pie that my fingers in that's what everyone always says (laughs) um no so uh last year we shot a film called through the window they came uh which is uh about trolling online trolling Um, i became quite obsessed with it during the 2021 lockdown just uh, when i was working for plan international as one of their um ambassadors we were looking at online safety and how big of an issue it actually is specifically in Australia. Mm. Um, And I just, yeah, sort of became obsessed. Uh, I had a bit of an experience where I gave an interview to ABC about my experience with getting vaccinated for COVID. Mm. Um, And they posted this article about me. And within a couple of hours, I had to shut off all the comments from the posts that they put on their Facebook because of how volatile it was Uh, becoming. And like people were sort of sliding into my Instagram DMs because I've got public profiles and everything because... Where I'm an artist and yeah. that's how things that's work how these days. Um, so, yeah, it was sort of from that because I just remember sitting there in my boyfriend's apartment staring at my screen, just unable to look away from all of the sort of lighthearted jokes but also really serious yeah. comments that were coming through. Um, and since then have sort of become quite expertised, I suppose, in that field in that area of online safety and how we could actually be making improvements to online safety not just for um, Australians but across the globe um, because there's a lot of issues with privilege and things like that that Mm. come into internet safety and for a lot of people um, particularly uh, young women uh, gender diverse people people from minorities um, internet safety can actually mean a danger to their real life um, experiences Um, there are horrible stories about um, you know, domestic violence that extends into the digital space and how that leads women to escape their, need to escape their homes, need to isolate themselves from their communities, all sorts of things like that that I think uh, not a lot of people talk about, actually. Um, Australia is one of the world leaders when it comes to online safety and things like that. But yeah, anyway, so 
Through the Window They Came is about um, a young man who becomes radicalized, um, right. but he has a queer girlfriend, and um, how their relationship changes as he becomes sort of radicalized by the alt right oh, um, online. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, how she sort of has to try and escape that. That sounds fascinating. Thank you. So yeah. I was just like really captivated for a moment. <laughs> I kind of have to like readjust myself that was yeah that was captivating yeah yeah so we're currently in post-production for that one it's been taking a while because there's lots of digital stuff yeah. that goes into the film uh lots of texting and, and trying to utilize the digital space as a medium for storytelling on screen yeah um and so yeah we're in still in post-production and hopefully um that film and one of the other films that i literally wrapped yesterday uh will be on the festival circuit in 2024 wow amazing well watch out for it yeah hopefully <laughs> so i guess I, it's a bit of a tough question but where did like your passion for activism come from mm. you mentioned before that you had a you know passionate family mm-hmm. like did it come from them or did you it was like through your experiences yeah I think my family's experiences with politics and with engaging in that space um, has really informed my sense of social justice my uh, father it was a big advocate for multiculturalism in Australia contributed to that very very greatly for a long time he was actually telling me a story of how uh, one of uh, the big names in the anti-multicultural movement once compared my dad to Hitler for wanting oh. more people, more multicultural people in okay. Australia, which makes absolutely no sense. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, He was literally telling that, me that two days ago. Um, but I think, yeah, my sense of social justice has been really developed by that. Um, yeah, and I think uh, from that, I just have this real need to help people. I think it's one of my favorite things in the world is to help others. Um, I kind of get my kick out of that by uh, it, I have a bit of a reputation around town for yeah. uh, inspiring people to quit their day jobs <laughs> and pursue theater. Uh, I have done that with many a person. Um, and well, I better stop talking because it's crossed my mind recently. And if we yeah, keep talking, it's you better stop talking to me. <laughs> um, yes, I do have a bit of a reputation for it um, because I'm always like, yeah, let's do it, as you know, the story about my rocky really does suggest i'm sort of a a bit of a yes man i really believe in uh that there is room for everyone in this industry um because i think the more people that they're doing it the more opportunities will create and it's sort of a flow and effect um i really try and fight against i think i grew up because i knew from so young that i was going to go into this industry i grew Mm. up with the constant you know what's your plan b what's your backup all of that and i just can't describe how much I believe that no one needs a backup. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I think that uh, it's been really fulfilling to be able to help others sort of find their creative journey, uh, whether that be quitting their day job or even just finding creativity outside of the um, around the parameters of their um, nine to five life because there is nothing wrong with the nine to five. Exactly. Uh, and for all my friends who are in the nine to five, I want you all to know that I don't think there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I do also, um, yeah, just really think that everyone has the capacity to be creative, whether it's for an audience or for themselves. Yeah. I think it's a really important part of being human. Amazing. Yeah, I can tell you because you speak about it with such passion. So <laughs> yeah, it's very so clear fun. that you do like care about it, you know? Yeah, I really do. Like, do not talk to me if you are on the edge of quitting your day job because yeah. <laughs> I will convince you with all of my might. <laughs> uh, well, change of pace. Did you want to do our one minute theatre oh, thoughts? Yes, yes, I would love to. Okay, cool. What's been your favourite production you've seen? Golem, which was a production that came to Sydney uh, with Sydney Theatre Company many years ago and really showed me what theatre could be. Ooh. Uh, What's your karaoke song? 
Gimme, gimme, gimme by ABBA. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, with the moves, I hope. Of course. Um, what show would be a dream show to direct? Chicago. Oh, I love Chicago. Okay. Um, who inspired you as a young performer? It's a bit cliche, but uh, Meryl Streep and Viola Davis. Ah, great answers. Uh, who inspires you now? Boots Riley, Oprah Winfrey, Shonda Rhimes, and David Fincher. Ooh, and last one, um, which production would you most want to see come to Australia? Ooh, that's a really interesting question. Um, oh, at the moment, probably Life of Pi. Oh, yeah. That's a great production. Apparently, it's going great guns overseas. It's brilliant, yeah. I have actually seen Did it, you? but I think that it's come to Australia. It's so Amazing. great. Well, that's our one minute. I, I think I think it was. I kind of lost track of it. There. Yeah, I would love Hades Town oh, to come. Yeah, I haven't actually caught Hades Town because it's not on in London. No, no. Yeah. When I'm, I'm going over there in August because I'm going to um, hopefully cover the Fringe. Oh, um, incredible! And the one I want to see is Back to the Future, just because I'm a massive Back to the Future fan. Has seen that twice. Oh, has he? I really need to go see it because he's like, you got to see it. Oh, um, well, that's yeah. a good sign then. Have you seen it twice? It's yes. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, uh, uh, thank. Thank you so much, Margaret, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Like I said, like I've been chatting with you for ages and finally getting you in. It just was like spur of the moment. I was like, I need to ask it. It's been on my mind, so I've got to ask her to come in. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, and have a great trip back to London. Thank you. The 27-hour yeah. flight will be oh, long and boring. <laughs> Excellent. And we'll hope to see you back in Yeah, Sydney. in May, very soon. Cool, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much to Margaret Thanos for joining us as our guest on the podcast. For more information on Mayraki Arts Bar and Queen Hades Productions, check the show notes. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.